Hey there, are you sick and tired of feeling sick and tired? Join Adol Kozilski and Fagy Stern as they explore ways to reverse chronic illness and achieve vibrant health. Your health is your only wealth and together we can be better. Hashtag Healthy You, Wealthy You. Good morning, good morning from a very rainy Johannesburg. Geez, it torrented so much I had to do exercises in my bedroom because I couldn't even get <laughs> to my office and to my mat. Good morning, Faggy. How are you? Good morning, Ada. I was wondering if you're ready for the beach again. Uh, I, I'm, I'm ready to take the next plane out. I am indeed. Today we have a very, very exciting program, and um, it's going to be our pleasure again to invite Nikki Slow onto the show. She was with us previously last year. Nikki is a transformation coach and a dietitian, and she assists clients transform whatever is holding them back from being all that they can be. Doesn't that sound marvelous? Nikki works on a very deep level to clear subconscious patterns, beliefs, and behavioral patterns that sabotage people from accessing their true potential. And she uses a whole lot of different modalities, which include kinesiology, um, NLP, EFT, matrix reprinting, Demartini method, etc., etc. Today we are going to be discussing something that I think is very relevant to each and every one of the us, and that is how do we create our own reality? You know, more and more, and I think that it's 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 kind of coming out um, through the woodwork. We can see that every person perceives their reality in a different way. Um, and this is, we're actually, I think, having a clash of civilizations because everybody believes that their way is the right way. If you're pro, pro-vaccination, anti-vaccination, if you're pro-democracy, if you're anti-democracy, if you're pro-republican, anti, it just goes on and on and on. And there's a tremendous amount of debate. There's a tremendous amount of discussion around everything that we see in our lives. And obviously it has a great impact on our relationships whenever we're having a discussion with a spouse, with a child, with a, with a, with our siblings or anybody in the workplace and we're trying to bring across our reality. Is our reality the true reality? Is the other person's reality the true reality or is there something in between that is actually an even greater part? So I'd love you to join this discussion and please listen up because I think we're going to have an absolutely transformational discussion today. Our SMS line is 34519. Our telegram 0618951019 is our telegram number. And a reminder to all listeners out there that Faggy and I run a WhatsApp group where we just give a little bit of motivation every single day to stay healthy, healthy in body, healthy in mind, healthy in um, emotionally, spiritually, on all components. If you'd like to join that WhatsApp group, you can send an email to info at chaifm.com. Give us your name, give us your cell phone number, and of course you should have WhatsApp, and we will gladly join you. It's not a spam WhatsApp. We don't drive you insane. We just motivate, try to motivate you every single day. So stay tuned. This is 101.9 Chai FM. This is the Healthy You, Wealthy You show with Adol Kozilski and Faggy Stern. Without further ado, good morning, Nikki. Good morning. Lovely good to be morning, with Nikki, you again. Thank you. Welcome to our show. We're re- thank you. <laughs> we're really, really, really excited to, to, to have you today. And I think today we're touching on a subject that is not 
as tangible as what are the right nutrients and, you know, what you should be eating and what you should be taking. But rather, I think a very, very important component to our, to us being healthy. And that is how we view our perspective, our reality. So to kick off, maybe do you want to give a background as to how, how we work? Like how, how we see the world? How, how does, a, how does a human being tick? So we all think we create our own reality. Or maybe not. The question is, what is our reality? We come to life and we decide we want this, we want this, we want this. And then often it doesn't show up that way. And we get quite frustrated. It's like, my goodness, like I put all this effort into creating this, but this other pattern just keeps showing up. So my encouragement to people when we're looking at how can we consciously create our own reality is actually to start looking at what is in your reality and bring consciousness to what is already currently there. So if you see there's a pattern in your life that keeps repeating that you're finding is sabotaging you, go and investigate it. It's a little bit like the idea of a CD. If you've got a scratch on a CD, every time you go past that scratch, the same pattern keeps showing up. So you want to look at that. Otherwise, another analogy is a little bit like an Excel spreadsheet. There's some formula. Maybe it's a limiting belief. It's a, it's a sabotage. There was a trauma when you were younger. And now you've got this sort of program as if it was programmed into an Excel block. And you keep trying to put numbers in there. And you still keep getting the same result. And you wonder why is this not changing? And maybe the idea is one needs to actually go and look at what's the program Let's go and look at healing or releasing that program so that a different reality can show up. So for me, it's about looking at what is in your reality at the moment, bringing the subconscious patterns to light. And then once it's brought into the light, you can transform them. Maybe a practical example would be helpful. Being the beginning of a year, most people say, oh, they've set New Year's resolutions and they're going to do these three things or these five things and they start it enthusiastically and for the first two or three weeks they do these things. But then we find they slip into their old patterns. And, you know, um, when we look at health, often it's around addictive behavioral patterns. Like people say, no, I'm not going to eat any cake or sweets or junk, so it can be around food. It could be around alcohol. I'm going to stop drinking, especially after the holidays they might say that. Or I'm going to bring more balance to my work life. Like last year, it got out of control and I worked too much. It could be exercise. It could even be a gaming thing like Xbox. So whatever like an addictive behavioral pattern is that people are wanting to change, the first thing they usually do is judge their behavior and say, oh, I shouldn't do this. If they go back to it and they drop their New Year's resolution, I shouldn't do this. I judge myself. But remember, whatever we judge, we lock in place. So what I would like to invite people to do is actually to go and look at the deeper truth and to start questioning what is already in their life and say, you know, I wonder why I exhibit that behavior. What is the hold in my heart that's driving me to do that? What is the fulfillment that that behavior is giving me? So some examples could be, for example, if someone has some kind of food addiction, that food source is nurturing you in some way. So go and look at, all right, this food is nurturing me. Where am I not receiving the nurturing that I would love in my life? And then you go and heal that, and then you have no need for that substance to give you the nurturing. Or, for so, example, uh, 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 yeah. 
so sorry. So, 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 to, so to, to ask you over there, so basically, I mean, everybody's intentions are, are good, right? And Ooh. I think that there's a lot of uh, conscious understanding, for example, don't pile sugar, you Ooh. know, every day onto your plate or don't, don't drink too much or don't sit on your phone too much. I think, you know, if you speak to the majority of people, they will understand that, that these practices are not good. The problem is, that even though we make those the, the you know that resolution we're in fact tripping ourselves right because unless we understand why we have the need to sit and scroll through our phone for 3 hours every day or the need to sit and eat uh, cookies and cake we are never ever going to get past it is that what you're saying a 100% that is so spot on so it's exactly that so the question you want to go and ask is what is this behavior giving me? So, you know, if it's alcohol, maybe it gives you the opportunity to go unconscious because there's something in your life you don't want to face. Maybe if it's scrolling through your phone, maybe you feel like you want to be acknowledged and recognized and you want to be in with a crowd. So where have you felt rejected or that you don't belong? And then, you know, let's go and look at that trauma, bring healing to that, and then you can still go on your phone, but it's not from an addictive need. It's from a conscious choice place. So there's a very big difference. It's not that you're never going to have alcohol again, but you might just have a glass of wine and be happy to leave it at that. So it's really looking at what the subconscious drive is and bringing healing to that. And then we can go and consciously create from a really a different space. It's basically like trying to fill a hole and understanding where that hole is coming from. Absolutely. And if you go and look at it deeper, you know, our subconscious programming, where is that formed from? And, you know, the subconscious programs are mostly formed between the age of, well, almost before birth. So, you know, we say from naught until about seven years, because at that age, you don't have any filters to evaluate. Is this a good belief, a bad belief, a good idea, a bad, a bad idea? And what gives us those impressions is the image of love that we get from our parents. What our parents do, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, is what we form as our image of love. And then we will go and seek that. So sometimes you might find a child that is maybe, you know, like abused, and they don't have a different image of love. Like, you know, so they will, out of loyalty in a subconscious program, like be attracted to abusive relationships going forward because that's what they're seeking as the image of love. So if you go into that childhood program and you bring healing to that, then they can consciously create a different program and a different pattern. So that so are you are you are you saying that all our adult behaviors come from childhood, or can can we also say that you go through something in your teenage years that then wires you up to behave in a certain way? Like primarily, it comes from your home environment, right? So if you don't get, say, enough attention or you, you don't, you, you don't get, you know, um, looked at and validated. So then maybe later on you'll be looking at, at Facebook and Instagram to try and get validated. Or, you know, if, if you're, you're being hurt at home, so you'll find food as a comfort and then you land up eating. Understood. Is there, uh, is there other times and spaces in your life? You could be an adult of 30. You can be a, a teenager of 17 that you will go through some difficult process in your life, some difficult channel, a challenge or obstacle. And you also there learn habits that eventually also affect you. Is that possible? 
Absolutely. So anytime there's a trauma in in our in our lives, and a trauma is a situation where you feel in that moment you don't have the resource to deal with it. So it's about you. You feel very alone. And your, your nervous system, you know, shuts down. You can go into fight, flight or freeze. And in those moments, we make decisions about how life works. And those can become our limiting beliefs that we carry forward. So what we want to do is we want to go and access that holographic image that the subconscious stores and bring healing to it. So that's where we use different modalities to help us heal, and that changes the program. So it absolutely can be from adulthood, but it often traces back to an earlier trauma in childhood. So it's basically that, speaking, that it's imprinted. No problem. Yeah. We're speaking to Nikki Slow, and we're talking about how we create our reality. If you'd like to join the conversation, 34519 is our SMS line, 61 1019, our telegram number. This is 101.9 High FM. This is the Healthy You, Wealthy You show with Adol Kosilski and Fagy Stern. So, Nikki, I think we touched on a word that, um, for me, I, I know, you know, I've been exploring a lot and we've had other guests on our show as well. And that is the topic of trauma. You know, most people think trauma means that I got stuck in a, uh, you know, a rice field in Vietnam and the world was exploding around me. That is trauma. I'm not taking it away. But I think trauma's been taken out, you know, as a, as a much wider, more broader definition. You don't need to be, um, you know, an, an expat that has come out of the army from, from, from a trauma in order to, to, to have dis-ease in your life. Can we talk a little bit about it? Because I think that, what you're saying is that that's what creates our reality today, is the trauma we've gone through. Absolutely. So if we have a look at it, you can almost say trauma with a big T, and it might be that you were in a, you know, an armed robbery or something. That's a huge trauma. But what we cannot negate is the fact that trauma, for let's say you've got a little two-year-old, and they're in the supermarket with their mom. The mom goes into the next aisle thinking, oh, they're following me. And now the little kid looks and can't see its mom. And it's got these huge big shelves and these big trolleys. And it's like, oh, I'm like abandoned. I'm lost. And from that moment, that little child can have a really, really traumatic experience. And the mom thinks, oh, it's nothing. I was just in the next aisle. But this child has internalized it as I've been abandoned and I can't find anyone. And so sometimes... When I help people to go and find where are those traumas in your system, you know, it can go right back to a trauma, which for an adult, they perceived it as a little trauma. But to the little child, they developed a huge belief system in their reality around that. What we find, that the way the body shows us where there's still a trigger, is that then if there was another feeling of abandonment, that same reaction of the two-year-old will come up. So sometimes you find, let's say you've got a CEO in a boardroom and someone says something that pushes his button and he like loses it. He throws his toys out the cot and everyone looks at this adult man thinking like, my goodness, you hold such a position of power. Like, how can you be getting so upset about that? And reality is, is his little five-year-old is showing up because something happened when he was five and he hasn't dealt with it. So his body diverts back to that frozen holographic image in his subconscious. And that's how he behaves. So this is where when we look at our behaviors, it gives us a huge indication of just the points where we're stuck. 
And there really can be no judgment in it. It's just about loving that part of you that's stuck. And the minute you do that, it, you can transform it. So from my understanding is that these thoughts, these emotions, these memories that are in our subconscious is almost like it's imprinted in our DNA, almost something that we feel like we can't get rid of. Um, are we able to then kind of move past that? And then how, how exactly does that subconscious memory, emotion, trauma kind of be put aside in order for us to move forward? Okay, so that's a really good question is, you know, basically how do we recognize these so you see the pattern and how do you clear them? So for me, the easiest way is to use uh, transformational kinesiology. The body keeps the score. The body has got that memory stored. That's how the subconscious will reveal it to us. So Adele just asked just now about symptoms. So if your body is giving you symptoms in some way, that often gives us clues. You know, like let's say you've got a lot of uh, stomach issues. Maybe there's something you can't digest in your life. So then you go and look, okay, what is it? It can point you to that. And so that's one way. And then we go and we look at, all right, so where's the original memory? I love to use kinesiology because it's a very simple muscle test. You know, the body will say strong if something is true and it will go weak if something is not true. We did do a previous show on that. So I'm sure listeners could always, could always look at that podcast and listen to it. So it would guide them there. But there are other ways like family constellations because often – the trauma is actually in the family system, and we carry that trauma in loyalty to our ancestors. The scripture says the sins of the forefathers are passed down the generations. I like to look at it more as the traumas of the forefathers are passed down the generations. So if there was like a huge trauma in a family system, you know, maybe a mother was absent or died early and there was no nurturing, then the child that had no nurturing has no idea how to fully nurture. She probably had to step up to the plate and do stuff that wasn't really her responsibility. And now she's got a block and she doesn't nurture her children because she didn't have that. And it's sort of passed down. So one needs to go back to that original wounding, bring healing and acknowledgement, and then the whole system can open up. So family constellations is another way if it's a family pattern the emotional freedom technique is incredible because when you tap on the body, it can act, you, that emotion that's stored will take you further and further back to the memories until you get the initial memory. And that's when I like to use the matrix reimprinting because that, that initial trauma is absolutely stored there and the body will bring it up. And then you go into that memory and you resource that younger self, and you allow your current self to help that younger self heal the trauma, and then it releases it. And it is so beautiful to see the transformation. So it's not difficult. It's just about knowing or having the tool to access it. And that's where, honestly, I invite any listeners to pursue any of these modalities or, you know, with pleasure, contact me if they're really stuck on something. And, you know, you can look at releasing it. It's not very difficult. It's just about knowing where to look and using the tool to go in and, and clear it and release it. I guess, I guess one of the things is, is that you've actually have to be open-minded about it. You know, we're, we're a generation of, of what you see is what you get, you know, and if I can't see it in front of me, um, it's a scary place to go into something that I don't know what I'm going to find or maybe, you know, something that I'm going to have to face. I think, I think that's, that, that is a fear of people. Absolutely. So, you know, people fear looking at the trauma, but you know what the truth is, is actually holding that trauma and keeping that 
sort of untoward pattern going is actually takes more energy and takes more trauma than just facing it once, dealing with it and moving past it. Because once you've moved past it, then you can literally go and say, okay, now I can consciously create my reality without this constant sabotage going on. And that, you know, would take us to the next point is, okay, now what is the reality? You know, what would I really love to do with my life? Do I actually know? Because again, some of us get stuck in these patterns where we don't even really know what we want because we're so busy living our lives. I don't know, as a mother looking after children or, you know, as a, you know, a a parent uh, providing, working so hard or juggling all these roles that we almost forget about ourselves. So the next step would really go and ask, like, what is actually important to me? What would I love? What brings me joy? What feeds my soul? What ignites that spark in me? You know, where is my genius? Because when you identify that, that's where your genius is. And when you harness that, that's how you can bring your loving service to the world. And then you get richly rewarded for it because it's flowing from a beautiful heart space. So you've transcended the limitations and the blocks. And now you're like the world is your oyster to go forward and create. But it's about looking as how can you identify what truly is your highest value? And if we look at it again, our life demonstrates what's most important to us. So you can look at your life and see where do you spend your time, energy, and effort. What is it that you always have energy to do? Because that's what makes your soul sing. And as I say, sometimes it feels a little bit blurry because we get lost in life and we get lost in these patterns. So the, the way you can start observing yourself is first of all listen to your language if you say i've got to do this i ought to do this i should do this then you're injecting someone else's values that's not your truth that's somebody else's truth the minute you listen to your language and you say i choose to do this i love to do this that that would you know i'd I'd really embrace doing this then you know you're actually on path to living your own truth when something is high on our values it, and it's really important to us, we hold our identity in that. So then our language would be, I can do that. I am that. I know that. Whereas if we're living by something that's low on our values, not really important to us, your language would say, I can't do that. I am not that. I don't know that. So, for example, for me, IT is really low or technology is not high on my values. So, you know, even when Adele says to me, you know, like, let's do the sound check. I'm like getting nervous. I'm like, okay, it's like I, I, I find this difficult. I can't do that. It's just because technology is low on my values. But bring me a patient with cancer and I will embrace it. Like, how can I help you? <laughs> it's like, so it's just values, you know, it's like. So that's can, the thing you can, want to look can at. you change? But can you change something? Um, I mean, you brought up the example, and I'm obviously not picking you because, believe it or not, I'm just almost as bad in IT as you are. When my computer goes <laughs> down, I don't even want to start trying to wrap my brain around on on troubleshooting. I'll just I'll call for help. Mm. But is 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 there a place? Uh, so so what what I'm hearing you say initially, and I, I, I you know I, I certainly resonate with it, and I think it's something that you know is core to every single human being is that we want to be happy, we want to feel fulfilled, and so it's vitally important that each and every one of us asks inside of ourselves what makes me tick, what do I have a passion for, what do I wake up in the morning for, and and you know live with those higher ideals. But there are those things. In that, that you need to do just to be 
part of this world, right? Um, you know, you, you love your message and you have an exuberance and you have a passion about helping other people. One of the ways to help other people is through technology. You have to connect to Skype or to Zoom or to whatever have you. So the, the could or ought to or I have to, that also has to play a, pay, like play a part in your reality. Like sometimes you have to go into places that are uncomfortable. Um, are you in agreement that, that you have to go to a place that you don't necessarily want because otherwise everybody will abrogate the responsibilities? You know, for example, say, um, I love being a mother, but you know, when it comes to, uh, sorry, catching vomit, I just, I'm out of here. You can't, you can't do that. It's like comes part of the package. It's not, Everything, you know, that you'd love to be. You love to be just this loving mother and put them in a nice, you know, pram and go down the street and, and love and kiss them. But don't wake me up at night and don't make me catch vomit because that, that I can't do. Sometimes we have to push ourselves into places where we can't either. I think also just to add to this question, um, Nikki, if you, I think also if this, this, to add to there's obstacles in our way is that there's, there's partners, there's, people that are in your space that you also have to kind of think of and be aware of, um, you know, your, your thoughts and your decisions in your day can't only be according to what you feel like doing. This is so beautiful because the truth is you always want to find your own center. It's an absolute scriptural truth. Love one another as you love yourself. So the idea is you go and identify what is your hierarchy of values and a beautiful way to do this. I'm going to unpack your question in steps because so that it's practical is Dr. Demartini. He is the most incredible human behavior expert and he has devised a system where you can actually go and determine your values. If you go to his website, www drdmartini.com. There's a free value determination um, questionnaire that you can use. And basically what it does is it asks a series of questions that help you see what I just said. It's like, what is your life demonstrating? So how do you fill your space? How do you fill your time? How do you spend your energy? What do you talk about most? Uh, so it, it asks you the series of questions and you start to see your own values. Then what you do is exactly what what, you know, Adele said and you say, Fagi, is like also there's people in your life is once you know your values and let's say you've got a partner and they have different values, you ask yourself, how do, how does me following my highest value support my partner and how do his highest values support me? And you start to bring links and like, let's say, for example, your highest value is being a mom and that involves catching vomit or whatever it does. If something is high on your values, you will do whatever it takes to make it happen. You won't even worry about it because in your high values, you focused, reliable, organized, disciplined. In your low values, you hesitate, frustrate, procrastinate, you disorganized. So if you can link something that's low on your values, like who wants to clean up vomit, to something that's high in your values, but that's how I can be a good mom, how I can love my kid, then you don't even think about cleaning the vomit. You just do it. It's like, if, you know, a, an exercise uh, a professional cyclist, for example, they have no thought about getting up at 5 o'clock to be on their bicycle for a four- or five-hour ride. It's just like it happens automatically. It comes from internal inspiration because that's their highest value. The minute you're living by stuff that's low on your values, you need external motivation to do it. It's like that you need some form of reward. And this is where 
you're going to link values. You're going to find out what is my highest value. And let's say it is family. You know, how is serving my my partner or my husband, you know, serving my highest value? And so you go and look at it like that and you bring in alignment. But it's it's about honoring you and honoring their values because that's when you're most loving. You, you're acknowledging them for their truth. They're acknowledging you for your truth. And that's when you're living from a really powerful place because you're loving each other for each other's genius, for who they are. You're embracing that person fully. And often what you find in partnerships is that what's very high on your values is very low on their values. And how fabulous. So you delegate the stuff that you don't enjoy doing to them because they love it and vice versa. And that's often where you find there's lovely synergies if you'll just go and acknowledge them. I think I think that's that's the clue. If you go and acknowledge them, why why do you think people are so resistant to that? To acknowledging other to acknowledging these things, you know, like it's it 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 makes a lot of sense, and um, you know, it's it's very empowering, and it definitely gives the person the drive to bring, as you say, the genius their genius to the world. Why are people so resistant to go down that road? Maybe because there's something blocking them. You know, if you go and have a look, some people are very sort of self-centered and they only focus on meeting their own needs. So we go and look at that on a bigger perspective and say, well, where are they stuck? And maybe that ties into the subconscious trauma. They can't see beyond their own little reality. But the minute you clear that and you realize that there's wholeness and oneness in all things, then you realize that, Whatever is happening in your system is affecting the system around you. And if you realize that, you know, like if your partner's happy, you're happy, you can transcend it. You know, it's like that little saying, I'd rather be, some people hold on to exactly what you're saying. I'd rather be right than happy. Well, really, is that true? Would you not rather be happy and let go of that positionality you have, exchanging it for something that's more expensive, that is more loving? You know, love heals everything. So if we can just start taking on a loving perspective where we're, we're being loving to ourselves but also to our environment, we all flourish and blossom in the environment. Whereas if people are selfishly holding on to their own perspective, look, if that's their program, you can't expect them to show up differently. And remember, you can't change someone else. You can only change you. And the minute you love someone for who they are, they turn into who you love. So if you see them and you see, okay, that's your wound, that's your program, I see it, okay? It's like you can say, well, how does it serve me that they show up like that? And you can start looking at, you know, maybe I have to be more expansive in my perspective. It makes me find a deeper love within myself. It makes me be more accepting of stuff that's not just my program. So when we start to look at it and see, well, how does it serve me that they show up like that? We can shift ourselves. And often in shifting ourselves, they shift. There's the most awesome this is thing. One- Sorry, this is 101.9 High FM. We are talking to Nikki Slow about how to create a a brighter, a better reality than the realities that we kind of like find ourselves stuck on. Like to join the conversation, 34519, if you have a question, if you have a comment. Our telegram number is 061-895-1019. This is the Healthy You, Wealthy You show with Adol Kosilski and Fagy Stern. We're speaking to <clears throat> Nikki Slow and we're talking about how to create our reality. I think, I think this is where things are more difficult. 
you know, when one a person is responsible for oneself and one can create one reality, yay. And then if you've got a partner, a sibling, a child, a work partner, whoever it is, and they have the same, if I could use EQ, like the emotional intelligence, you know, like how do we serve each other and what are our highest things, then we can get things worked out. But I think the majority of people find themselves in spaces where they're dealing with relationships where other people are stuck and they're they can't get them unstuck. And I think let's let's expand and talk a little bit more about how one deals with that. Like what happens when somebody just doesn't, the other person doesn't want to move, your brother, your sister, your spouse, your husband, you know, whatever, husband, wife, mother, father. How, how, how do you move from that? Because you, anybody will know that you just keep on being, if we can use the Jewish vernacular, you get schlepped down by them. You just actually can't function because you're in the space all the time. And their negative behavior does have an impact on you. Absolutely. So that so ties in with the whole theme of today is how do we create our reality? Because we are creating it. It's our perception of them that's causing an interaction because there's, there's a dynamic that's happening. And every dynamic is always co-created. It's never just one person. So a really good question there is how do we change our perspective? Because we can't change someone else. We can only change ourselves. And what I'd love to do today is to give you a few steps, like pointers, that I use in these difficult situations. Because sometimes, like, I also look at a situation and I think, oh, my hat, like, really? But this is what I do in those situations, and maybe this is how it can help you. So for me, the starting point with everything is to kind of set a context and you want to look at the higher truth in situations. As you, as you were saying earlier, Adele, is like, is it their truth? Is it my truth? But let's look at what's the higher truth because that's going to bring the bridge. So when we look at the principle from Scripture that God is everywhere, which means where is God not? The problem with us in life today is we want to create God in our own image. And we want to create everything in our image. So we project what we think should happen or how we think someone should show up according to our values. So if they do something that supports our values, we say, fabulous, that's God, that's good. When something happens in life, whether it's a situation or a person that challenges our highest values, that's bad, that's not God, that's not godly, and we judge it. So the first thing is to recognize the higher truth is that the way reality shows up is the way it's meant to show up. So it's not right, good, bad. It just is. It's what we choose to make of it and how we choose to see it. So the thing there is there's a much bigger at play, uh, dynamic at play in the universe than just our wants. So that's the first thing. There's a divine matrix holding love together with everything. So if someone shows up with a patterning, it's the divine love in the system showing you where there's a wound. It's like a signboard. You know, C.S. Lewis wrote the book, The Problem of Pain. And in that book, it says, pain is God's megaphone to rouse a deaf world. So when we're sitting with a relationship or a life situation that's got pain, we want to look and we say, what is the message? What did you come to teach me? You know, so that's that's the thing you want to look at. And we create our own suffering by resisting what is. So the more annoyed we get with a person or the more irritated we get with a situation, we're just riling ourselves up. So how could we be more constructive? That's what I want to help you with today. Because when we trust that God is everywhere, that's a foundational thing. We've got to trust that there's perfect divine order in this universe. And that enables us to start looking for it. 
So we often don't see it immediately because when something happens, it can be a shock, and that's okay. We, we've got to also acknowledge that that's part of our humanness. So the first thing I try and do, so I'm just going to give you three little steps, is I try and be the observer because the minute something happens, if I connect with the emotion and get all caught up in the emotion, then I react and I shout and I might create more drama than is necessary. So the first thing I try and do is catch myself and be the observer and I notice, ooh, yes, my button was pushed and I'm feeling all these feelings, but I'm just watching it. So that's the first thing. If you can get yourself to just watch it, um, it really helps to just create a little bit of distance. The next thing I always say to myself is just say yes. So remember, in that moment, your subconscious program might be reacting. But what we're trying to do is bring consciousness to it. And if I have agreed to a higher truth that everything in this universe is in a perfect divine order, I want to say yes to it. So even if I can't think of anything else, just my reaction is say yes. And what I'm saying by implication is that I'm honoring that I'm becoming one with what is. Even if I don't see it, I take a breath. And I just say yes. And that, for me, opens the path for divine wisdom to start coming through. So the next point, once I've said yes, is then I start asking myself quality questions to guide myself to seeing the situation from a different perspective. So I start asking questions to help myself see the love and the, and the perfection in the situation. Because, again, I know the higher truth that love heals all. So if I can see the love in the situation, I can start healing it. So what are some of the quality questions you can ask yourself? The first thing you can ask is, how does this serve me? What are the benefits in this situation? What is the gift in it? How is it on my way, not in my way? What is the message the universe is giving me? What is the learning? What am I not seeing in this? How does this situation serve the greater good? So not being stuck in the ego, but how is it serving the greater good? How is it serving more than just me? Remember, every defeat of the ego is a victory of the soul. And you can ask, where is the love? What is the higher purpose? And by asking those questions, our awareness will start revealing to us what the truth is. So that's almost like a mind integration stage as the mind starts to integrate you start to see it and that opens more space in your soul it opens more breath you start to make more peace with it and then for me it doesn't always happen the same day sometimes it happens quite immediately but every morning I meditate and often the next morning so I kind of bring myself to a calm space that day if it's a big trauma then the next morning often when I'm meditating it's like the, the light bulb just goes on and it fully integrates that I see that is the divine love. And then I can be totally at peace. So it doesn't always happen immediately. Look, it depends on the degree of trauma in the situation or the degree of um, difficulty. But And it might take a few days, but it's really about deciding that you are going to be one with it and that you are choosing peace above war because otherwise you're sitting with this war in yourself and you're just creating more and more suffering. So you have to ask yourself, do I want peace, love, and harmony or do I want to live with this war the rest of my life inside of me and outside of me? And so those are the ways that I really try and help myself just to become one with what is. And when I do that, I cannot explain to you. It's just like a divine settling, a love, a peace – 
And then there's that beautiful saying that, oh my, how you've changed since I've changed. The reality outside of you changes because they feel your energy, they feel your shift, and people automatically start showing up differently. So that for me is, it's a little, you know, a little steps that I use, but I, I hope that helps. So it's basically calming the brain down to be able to see the, the situation very like differently and to bring the positivity into it. Yeah, you want to see the love in it, and then it can and in, shift. In, and then you can change your reality. Absolutely. This is 101.9 Chai FM. This is the Healthy You, Wealthy You show with Adol Kosilski and Fagy Stern. I think the, 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 the one thing that I love, I love everything that you say, Nikki, but I think the one thing that, that, that is profound and it's one word and the word is yes. Mm. Cause I think in life, um, we actually probably subconsciously walk around the entire time saying no, meaning that we, we resist change. We resist looking at each other. We resist the negativity out there, like there's always this, no, don't, don't tell me now COVID numbers are up. No, don't tell me now that, that no, no, don't tell me this is sick again. And, and, and our, our being resonates more with the negativity than the positivity. We're also always Say, being told, stop doing this, stop doing that. It's a constant right. negativity. How many times do you tell your kids, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. If you yeah. stop doing this, I'll be better. So, yeah. so we resonate and, 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 you know, we, we, we connect more with negativity just by nature than saying yes. So I think if there's, there's, there's so much that you've left our listeners with, but I think if you want to take one thing away is the next time you, you come across something that has made you uncomfortable, say yes. Yes. Come inside. Let me understand it. Let me unpack it. Let me see if there is a different way to, you know, to deal with it. If, if people I may add would... that also, Adel, sorry, one, one point is that we can't expect our outside reality to make us happy. The happiness can only come from within us. And it's the work that we have to do for ourselves to make ourselves happy. We can't expect other, other people's actions and reactions, you know, to have an effect on us. We create our own reality. Absolutely. Correct. And then... And then, then, then just taking what Nikki said, my, my, you have changed because I've changed, right? When you've changed your reality. That's when we're able people. to change our reality for the good. Yeah. Yeah. Nikki, how can people get hold of you? I really invite you. So, um, you're welcome to look at my website. It's nikkyslow.com, N-I-C-K-Y-S-L-O-W.com. And you can c- connect with me through that. Otherwise, you can Phone me 082-567-1199 or send me a WhatsApp. And if you'd like to, we can always set up a session looking at releasing those subconscious patterns or finding your values and helping you create your joy. And, you know, another thing I would have loved to actually mention, I know we're running out of time, but another thing you can use is create a joy board. That is such fun. So for the more creative people, that's another thing I help them do is look at what brings me joy. Go and look through a whole lot of magazines and tear out pictures that bring you joy. Make a collage, but you have to prioritize which is the most important picture and which are the next five most important pictures because that gives you so much feedback. So that's another way that you can really go and be a bit creative and have a little bit of fun. So I really advise you to to embrace creating your reality from a different perspective. And I send you all so much love and joy. And may that blossom in your hearts as you create an awesome 2022. Fantastic. Thank you. This has been an incredible, incredible show. And um, 
thank you for for bringing your love and your light to the world. Thank you, Faggy, as always, thank being you, my Mabel. partner in this endeavor. And thank you to you, the listeners, for enjoying our show and uh, being part of the journey. We'll be back same time, same place next week.